0: What you're about to hear was aired on Planet Philadelphia, environmental radio show on Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP in Philadelphia, and on gtownradio.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Kay Wood, and I'm on a call with Lisa Hastings and Lynn Robinson today. Hello there. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you Thank for you having
0: us. us. We're going to be talking about the septic gas plant that was opened in Nicetown over a great deal of community opposition. That plant is now up for permit renewal, and members of the community are hoping for changes in the way it is run. Before we get into the details, though, if you could introduce yourselves, that would be great. Hi, I'm Lisa Hastings.
2: I'm a a longtime environmental science and advocate and have been involved
1: with the septic gas plant from the beginning. My name is Lynn Robinson. I'm a retired Philadelphia school teacher and When retiring, I formed the uh, Neighbors Against the Gas Plants organization to address the potential building of the SEPTA gas plant and remain the director of Neighbors Against the Gas Plants.
0: Okay. And for those who aren't familiar with the the whole gas plant issue, could you give us some background?
1: Lynn, go ahead. (laughs) Well, SEPTA had a plan to build a power plant on their largest bus depot, which is in Nicetown. It sits across Wissahickon Avenue from the Croc Center and Wissahickon Charter School. This was a long process of of, uh, their own internal voting uh, among their board. Their board uh, contains a member who is an attorney for Marcella Shale, Robert Fox, who was very influential on the board. Um, there was an organization, 350 Philadelphia, that found out about this plan and organized the neighbors, well, informed them and organized them and reached out to environmental groups all over the city to try to oppose this plan because it would add um, approximately 73 tons of toxic emissions into a neighborhood, which is an environmental justice neighborhood with high disease rates, predominantly African-American, low income, uh, and uh, an an area that has been dumped on uh, traditionally by industry and also has high levels of uh, combustion engine exhaust from Route 1 and diesel exhaust from the the depot, the the bus depot itself. So it's a vulnerable community, and it's already over-toxic, and they did a great job of uh, initiating the, the fight to stop it. Unfortunately, the natural gas industry is very influential politically. Um, Our own PGW is dominated by it, even though the city owns it. And PGW is, of course, the supplier of the gas. So politically, um, council and local state representatives and and senators, uh, a few of them spoke up against it, but nobody passed anything legislatively to stop it.
0: Lisa, did you want to add
2: anything to that? In addition to the, you know, adding the pollution, I honestly felt that there was an extra insult in that they were using the fuel to run the trains to the suburbs. And I felt that, you know, dumping the pollution in North Philadelphia to run trains out to the main line was
1: insulting. Add one more thing? Certainly. Uh, Thanks, Lisa, for mentioning that the project is completely unnecessary, which is another insult. Um, SEPTA already had adequate power from PICO all along. And if they today would turn off the gas plant, the trains would run on time, there'd be no difference. So this was an option. And the only reason they chose the option was basically political pressure to buy gas from the gas industry. So it's a matter of creating pollution inside the city so that it doesn't get created outside the city and that's a choice so i you know it's just which people are you going to put a cloud of toxic fumes onto today well they chose nice, nice town so that that's uh, just really unfair
0: the plant has been running for a while now so how has it been working? I mean, and, and how long has it been up and running?
1: We were trying to figure that out because we appealed the permit and it was a long process of about two years where they didn't start it up because they were legally tied up with us. Um, so 2019, they finally started it up and now they're up for renewal of the permit because it's been five years and they needed a, they needed to renew it. So we unfortunately, the public doesn't get any information about how it's running. There's nothing that we can do other than look at the EPA's ECHO site. AMS does not publish anything on their their website. And the ECHO site doesn't give any details about problems. So if there's an emissions violation, they don't say how much pollution extra came out they just mentioned there's a violation. So all we know is that in 2021 and 2022, there were emissions violations for uh, nitrogen oxides and for hazardous air pollutants, which are, when I say HAPs, they're more toxic than uh, the substances that come out in tons. So like nitrogen oxide and carbon monoxide Volatile organic compounds, they come out in tons. They're measured in tons. But there's some other substances that are measured in in ounces because they're so toxic. But anyway, all we know is that there were violations and that they may have existed before uh, 2021. We just don't know. They were not resolved until November uh, 2022 because finally SEPTA was forced to pay a fine and they fixed one of the CHP units, which apparently had a problem.
0: Lisa, before we started the interview, we were chatting for a bit. You mentioned AMS, and that's Air Monitoring Services. Is that right? The, what, Air that Management is. Services. Air Management Services. They had finally done some testing and found that the ozone had gone up during the time that this plant has been running. Am I stating that correctly?
2: Pretty much, The reason why I brought this up is during the hearings, SEPTA and AMS claimed that we were almost in, quote, unquote, compliance with ozone. And they made a big point about how the ozone levels in the city had been steadily decreasing over the last decade and pretty much told that, you know, ozone isn't going to be a problem. That was in the 2017 era. In the uh, 2021 air quality report that ams puts out every year they admitted finally that the ozone levels in the city are not declining anymore they're going up so prior to this plant and and other natural gas sources but this is a large one operating the ozone was going down in the city and then you know
0: four years later it's going up Mm -hmm. so what are you asking for now Lynn, can I take this the, one? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: A huge problem with, with this plant is that the permit only requires stack testing, which is, you know, the actual testing of the operation of the plants and what, what it's emitting, and whatever. They only require stack testing for these big natural gas uh, units once every three years. That's it. The monitoring that's required is theoretical. Basically, EPA has a table that says, you know, if you burn this much natural gas, you emit this much of this pollutants. And they get to fill that out based on how much natural gas they use to show how much pollution they have without ever measuring it. Hmm. And a major major thing that that we're asking for is to have more stack tests and for SEPTA to actually have to collect real data on what their emissions are and not just present theoretical compliance and get away with it. And it's also interesting. One of the ways that they can demonstrate compliance (laughs) is to use real data from the last stack test. And they can use that data to show they're in compliance. But that data can be up to three years old. They could tell you in two and a half years, we're in compliance because we were in compliance two and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. And that just simply is not sufficient. And we're asking for, I mean, I know I asked for continuous emission monitoring, which is basically uh, major sources frequently have to put up their own monitors on site and measure the emission. This is a 24 hour, seven day a week operation. And I think that they do need continuous emission monitoring as well as more frequent stack tests.
0: Um, Lynn, you looked
2: like you
1: wanted to say something. Oh, well, I just wanted to clarify the kind of monitoring they're doing of the air. It's called portable analyzer testing. In other words, it's it's something that can be brought in and taken out to test the air, monitor the air. And they only do it quarterly. And they only test for nitrogen oxide and carbon monoxide. You know, and unfortunately, we feel that that's insufficient because volatile organic compounds are quite often toxic and they're an ozone precursor. And also, it would be good to know the ozone levels because ground ozone is what smog is and what's making people sick. So I believe both of us in our comments requested that the portable analyzer testing be done, including ozone and VOC, uh, volatile organic compounds, and that they be done weekly, not quarterly. And, you know, that would not, of course, be as good as continuous air monitoring. Continuous air monitoring would, would be much better than weekly or monthly portable tests. But if they refuse to do the the continuous ones, we're asking for weekly portable tests. So you want the real data.
0: (laughs) What is happening? I want real numbers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and there's another thing that we both ask for, and that's for transparency. So once they get the numbers, we want it published on their website in real time so that the public actually knows what's going on. Another one of our concerns is ozone season, which is from May 1st to September 30th. Uh, that's when the ozone is the worst. And um, you know we would like to see this plant put out 25% less NOx emissions during ozone season. They uh, actually have a limitation on how much uh, nitrogen oxide they can put out during ozone season, but it's it's not much of a reduction. And then they have a caveat in their original permit saying that well if they exceed it they can they can pay an allowance or they can like write it off from other facilities in the city like or or other facilities maybe in the suburbs that septa operates a- and you know somehow even the score mm-hmm. in other words these limitations during ozone season don't mean anything at all so what
0: Would you say to people who are interested in doing something about this, what would
1: you ask of the public to do? Well, they can contact any of the organizations that are engaged in this. I'm happy to say the Clean Air Council is on the ball with this at this point. Um, They can contact us. They can email nixthegasplants at gmail.com. That's N-I-X-T-H-E-G-A-S-P-L-A-N-T-S at gmail.com. They can call 215-888-1894 and I will answer. Well, thank
0: you so much, both of you. Thank Um, you so much. If you want to know more about Planet Philadelphia, go to planetphiladelphia.com. You could also find out more about other G-Town Radio programming by going to gtownradio.com. I hope you will consider making a small monthly donation to help Planet Philadelphia continue presenting interviews on important, underreported environmental topics and exploring their complexities and intersections. Thank you so much for your support.